welcome to the Lift and Glow Fitness Podcast. I'm Hayley and I help women ditch fat diets, build their strength and fitness and improve their habits so that they can look and feel their best. And we do this all without having to give up the food or the life that they love. If you enjoy this episode, please feel free to rate, review and share it with anyone else who you think that it could help. And if you'd like me to help you reach your fat loss goals, then make sure to get in touch so that we can see if we're a good fit to work together. I hope you enjoy this episode. Bye. Hi everyone, welcome back. So we are here for the online community check-in. Um, so before we get going, there's a couple of things that I want to talk about. Well, first of all, it's just to say thank you very much for everyone in the community who, who has put their check-in forward. I've got lots to go through. There was so many more this week, which makes me very happy because you all know that my favorite part of the week is hearing from everyone and being able to offer help and support. It's literally why I do what I do. I'm here to help women become the healthiest, happiest, most confident versions of themselves. So hearing from you guys and you inviting me in to help you is honestly the, the best part of my day. So thank you very much for me check-ins. Um, so there was two things that I wanted to speak about because I was away at the weekend and I had one of those weekends where I was hardly on my phone um, and I was out in the countryside and I kind of just like really reflected on things and it was just so nice to chill. I started the weekend with a float um, uh, in a flotation tank. So that was like got me proper in Zen vibes and I really just was present in the moment and appreciated being away. Uh, but I reflected a lot on things as well and things that maybe I've been um, kind of like my thoughts and feelings towards things. So basically you will have seen today that you you will have all heard me talk about transformation photos in the past and how it gives me the ick a little bit when I see them because, and the reason being is I've explored this. The reason that transformation photos give me a bit of the ick is because I see bad coaches posting them. And I see coaches who I know don't really care about the health and well-being of women posting transformation photos all of the time. And it gives me the ick because I don't want to be associated with people who do who also coach like that. And I'm a totally different coach. But what I realized is, and um, it's really like frustrating and a bit of a head fuck, is that like I didn't post transformation photos because I didn't want to be like those coaches who just post them all the time. And I know they're doing things in a bad way. I've seen some of the meal plans. I've had clients come from other coaches who are in like bad states in terms of like starving themselves, scared of certain foods. And so like, I just kind of got the ick with transformation photos. And what I realized is that if I don't post transformation photos, people can't see what we are capable of. And if people can't see what we are capable of, they will not come and work with us. And instead they will choose another coach who does things in a different way in ways that I don't fully agree with and they'll go for that and then they'll stay stuck in the in the yo-yo cycle so I need to post transformations in order for me to bring people in to teach them how to do things the right way and the reason that I'm explaining this because I've spoke about transformation photos a lot and that they give me the ick a little bit and you've seen me probably post one today and the reason that I've posted this today is because I'm so incredibly proud of that client who I posted and I'm incredibly proud of all of you. Um, but this girl is grafted. She's worked really, really hard. And I was like, I need I need to share this result. And it made me, over the weekend, I thought I'm holding myself back. I am, it is my duty to share the results that we get 
so that I can help more people do things in the way that we do it in a healthful, positive, enjoyable way. Because there's coaches out there who do things in a total different way, who is, oh, thank you, Tarbib. Fran just brought Fran just brought me some water and I was about to tell him off. And there's so there's coaches who do things <laughs> there's there's coaches who do things in not that great ways and they're getting all of the people who need the help. And I'm basically doing them a disservice by not showing what we're capable of. And I felt like I needed to explain it to you because they do give me the ick and it still makes me feel uncomfortable and I'm still going to make sure that I do it in the best way possible. Um, but you will see more transformation photos from me. Reason being is I know that I can help people in an amazing way and I'm not, it, I, I, it's my duty to let people know what we can do while having fun and doing things in a helpful way because I want these people to come to my community instead of get stuck doing things another way. I just felt like I had to explain it. It's been like bugging me and like I'm swirling around my brain. Second thing that I wanted to say is I have just had an amazing call with one of my online one-to-one coaching clients. So we do a monthly call and she said something to me that really like, like just it's it stuck in my mind for the last hour or so. And she said like, I've realized that the, the losing weight and the fat loss part, that's the easy bit it, because now she's at maintenance. She was like, I realized that that's the easy bit, that that bit is the bit that like you can do because you you know why you're doing it. You've got this set goal and it's like, yeah, you know, I eat less than what I need and I have to do this, I have to do that. And she said maintenance is the hard bit because you're struggling between going back to what you were doing and being in a diet mode and you need to kind of spend time at maintenance and re- relearn how to eat, relearn your portion sizes, relearn um, and like find new motivation and new reasons for doing these things like your steps like your workouts like all of the all of the things that we do and I just thought it was important to mention on this check-in because I know a lot of you who have been with the community for a while I know there's some proper OGs in here who've been here for like two three years which is just amazing um and if you are at maintenance it is a hard bit it is a hard part of the journey but what we have to remember is and if you are in your fat loss phase right now you are only in the very beginning of your journey. We need to make sure that we are aware and that we are kind of future pacing ourselves. The fact that like there is no end destination to this shit. There is no end destination to you working out. There is no end destination for you choosing healthy options for your habits and for your you know nutrition choices. We need to make long-term change to get long-term results. So fat loss is just the first part and to be honest, it's the shortest part. We want it to be the shortest part because if you lose, um, if you lose fat in like the first six months to a year and you get to your goal, you have then got the rest of your life to maintain those habits and to maintain that, that, that result and to maintain that level of health. So the shortest part, everyone thinks the hardest bit is losing weight. But I agree with me clients who have spoke to today is that it's actually not. It's that fat loss you're determined, you know why you're doing what you're doing. There's 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 like you're so sort of like focused on doing it. It's the bit afterwards that people struggle with most. And this is why so many people are stuck in the yo-yo cycle. It's because they're either on the diet or they're on the loose. Okay. And they're just going nuts. And we need to learn how to maintain. So if you are in fat loss, if you are in a fat loss phase, you need to remember that that is not the end when you reach your goal. You then 
if you don't, if you want to escape the yo-yo cycle, you then need to work on maintaining. You are just in the first part of your journey. And if you are at maintenance, just know that. And if you're finding it hard and you're finding this struggle between like pushing yourself to do what you know you need to do for your health and your fat, you're trying to find new reasons for showing up for yourself. Just know that I get the struggle. I understand it. And it is hard. But you got to remember that this stuff is for life. you got to be active for life. You've got to eat good for life. We are doing this for more than weight loss. We are doing this for health. We are doing this for well-being. We are doing this for year-round confidence. We are doing this so that we never have to fucking diet again. Surely everybody listening to this doesn't want to have to diet again. Surely, okay? And that should be the ultimate goal. That should be what we're working towards, that, this just all year round confidence in this year round of feeling good, feeling energized and not having to gain a stone, lose a stone over and over and over again for the rest of your life. That is not how this is meant to be done. I just had to say those two things because as I said, they were on my mind um, and I just I had to get them out. And I know people will have seen me post a transformation photo today and thought, huh, Haley says she's not really into them and I'm still not. It made me feel uncomfortable, but I'm also so fucking proud of all of your hard work girls that I want to show it off. And if you want me to show it off, I will. And I want to, I'm, I'm proud of you. And I can't let my um kind of association with poor coaching affect me, my ability to help more people. So there's going to be more where that came from. And that is just my reason for um for posting them. So now let's get in to use. I just need a sip of this water because I've been drinking tap water. And you know, a bottle of Evian is just, hits different. So let me just have a little sip. I think I must be like the only person who has about 10 drinks every time I do a podcast. Right, I'm going to fly through the winds. We've got loads to get through. So we'll fly through the winds, okay? I'll try not to keep you here for too long. Um, Okay, so first one, I want to say big, massive, well done to Faye. Faye faced an obstacle, okay? So she works on um the airlines. So she's um an air stewardess. Is it stewards they call them? I can't remember. It used to be an air hostess, but I, th- I don't think it's that anymore. But anyway, she said she's proud of herself because she went on a Saudi trip. She was in the middle of nowhere but she didn't accept excuses for herself. So you might have seen this in the group chat, girls. She said she did 10 laps every day around her hotel to make sure she got her steps in. She said she did four workouts in the week. Um, And instead of just being like, oh, I'm not going to do them because I've got no weight. She went back to the lockdown days. Remember, everyone was flinging around tins of soup. That's what she did. There was no restaurant, but she managed to take whey protein and she did her best to hit a protein. So she still made, she made sure that she went prepared. She wasn't making excuses. She was looking for solutions. She tried to do the best in a situation she did, which is brilliant. So well done. She said this weekend she had a McDonald's and a little bit of wine and she actually did it guilt-free because she knew that she like handled the week well and she made a good effort. Um, I'm all for treating yourselves, girls. Definitely all for treating yourselves. I wouldn't recommend having like a Mackey's every single week, um, but there's room in your life for Mackey's. You know, I love a Mackey's. Can't remember the last time I had one. feel like I might, might have one in the next few weeks. Um, we've got Josie who said she's feeling the benefit of physio and swimming. So Josie's not been able to train due to having an accident, which um, has been frustrating for her, but she's starting to feel good now, which is fab. And she said she's hopefully got not too much longer before she's back lifting. She's just trusting the recovery process, which is 100% what I would recommend doing. Antonia said she got all three workouts in and she made sure that she got in nice long walks. Katie is back 
at it. She got three workouts, an average of seven and a half thousand steps every day, which is amazing. I know everyone strives for that 10K, anything over 7K, I am happy with girls. Um, there's nothing magic about that 10K number. I know I used to preach it, but 7K is brilliant. Um, she said she also did a boot camp on Saturday. She is feeling good to get back into a routine. Robin got three workouts in two runs. Nice, active week. Claire stuck to her nutrition during half term. All of you mums out there will know how hard that is to do. I'm not a mum and I know how hard that is to do because half term is chaotic. Um, and she says that she's feeling much more organised. Claire, I want you to remember that you managed your nutrition during half term, which means that you can manage it when they're back in school, okay? No excuses. Let's keep that going with that momentum. Chrissy had a nice active week five workout. She also stuck to her daily meditation and journaling. Um, in the group chat, I asked everyone if they wanted me to add the habits of meditation and journaling into their app. I can 100% do that for anybody else who wants it. Make sure you let me know. This came off the back of me doing a bit of a story where I spoke about meditation and journaling and how it brought up like loads of emotion. Um, and what I have to say is that um, one of the members, she got in touch with me saying that she gets really frustrated when she expects herself to do journaling every, every day because she knows that um, it will really help her, but she really struggles to stick at it. So anybody who do, does have that habit or anybody who wants to start this, I really want you, just like with any other habit, to take the pressure off, okay? It is never about being 100%, 100%, yeah, 100% perfect, 100% of the time, okay? It's about being on it, like 80, 70% of the time is consistency, okay? I would say, any, say anything over if 50% is consistency. Um, and we can build and build on that over time. I don't actually journal every single day. I journal when I feel like I need to. Um, and this person was saying that she found it gets very repetitive and then she falls out of love with it and then she doesn't do it. And what I would say is that you don't always have to give something like journaling a specific time, okay? So sometimes I'll pick it up in the morning if my brain is feeling really busy. If I get home from the gym and I'm overstimulated or something's happened or um, something's come to mind, I might do it as soon as I get back from my morning sessions. Sometimes I'll do it before bed. What I want you to do with anything is just try and take the pressure off. Try not to be perfect with it. Um, A lot of... A lot of us, we work in different ways, okay? So some of you really thrive off doing something every day and ticking off those habits on the app every day and building up those streaks. Like I know people love that. They want a 30-day streak. They want a 50-day streak. Like people thrive off it. Others get really paralyzed and overwhelmed by that. I am a little bit like the second person. I The streak type thing would, would make me feel really like, bleh. Whereas I just want to show up on as many days as I can. So I'm not thinking about streaks. I'm not thinking about every single day. I'm thinking about as many days as I can. And also thinking about with, especially with journaling is when I need it. And I know that we probably do need to do an element of it every single day, but I have my meditation or my calm morning, I call it, where I sit with my coffee, literally hug my coffee at my chest like this and just breathe and just think. And it's no phone. It's a phone free zone. And that's when I'll do like kind of my meditation. Um, and then the journaling might come off the back of that or it might come, as I say, when I get home from clients or it might come um, at the end of the day. It might come slap bang in the middle of the day when I give myself a minute to breathe. So just try and not 
expect that you're going to do this at the same time every single day and be perfect with it. Sometimes you might be like, I've got nothing to say today. I've got nothing that I'm thinking about today. Today is just an all right day. It's just an average day. And so you don't necessarily have to pick it up every day is what I'm saying. Because if if you feel paralyzed by that, I need to do it every single day, it will stop you from doing it altogether. Where if you just take the pressure off, move forward with imperfect actions, like I didn't show up yesterday, but I'm good in today. You know, I'm going to do it for a couple of days and then maybe not. You know, like just journaling isn't, I don't feel like journaling is meant to be that kind of like pressure thing. But the habit is there. If you want to do it every day, do it every day. It's not going to do you any harm. It It, it is amazing to figure out um where you're at in your head. Sarah, amazing Sarah, did two workouts, which is a huge improvement on last week. She said that she's finding the 30-minute workouts a game changer for her. She says that she finds it mentally much easier to prepare for these and get them in. This is the exact reason why I got them got them in there. Um, the 30-minute workouts are literally warm-up, cool-down, included in the 30 minutes. You get in, you get out. Um, you can be done at home. You can actually do them in the gym too. And um, They're intense, they're quick, but they're ideal for anyone who's short on time. So use them. Yeah, they're in the app. You'll find them in the app. If you can't see them in the app, make Make sure you message me. Claire got two workouts in. She promised that to herself. And she said she's being consistent with her nutrition and steps. So well done, Claire. You made an improvement. You got two workouts in, which is fab. I know the goal is three, but two is better than none. Okay. So again, don't be overwhelmed. Don't be suffocated by the targets. Show up on as many days as you are physically able to. Ashley said her biggest win is getting up on the dark mornings for the gym. She said she's being taken on board. My three, two, one, get the fuck up tip. I think people laugh at this and think, what are you on about? As if that works. It works. I've been doing it for ages. It works. I can't remember the last time I slept in. Genuinely can't remember that. I've don't, I do not snooze my alarm. When I first started PTing, horrific this but I literally used to leave people at the gates I used to sleep in I slept in a lot I was basically completely overwhelmed I never really used to sleep and um, was very very stressed was working two jobs but I I can't even remember the last time I slept in I think it was maybe well over a year ago and I didn't set me alarm and Fran was in the gym and let everyone in and he rung me at one minute past like where are you and I was like <gasps> and I was there at 10 minutes past and that was like well over a year ago well over a year ago maybe like yeah so what like this three, two, one thing, it, it works. Okay. So it works. It's literally when your alarm goes off, that's the thing that will take me a little temperature. If you listen to the menstrual cycle um, call, you'll, you'll know what I mean. Take me temperature as soon as the alarm goes off with my eyes shut. And then as soon as that's, when that's beeping, beep, 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 it's took me temp. I'm like three, two, one, get the fuck up. And I just do that every day. My feet have hit the floor. I'm up before I know it. Okay. As I said as well, the dark mornings, get a Lumi alarm. If you do not have a sunrise alarm and you are getting up early, you are missing out on so much more easy mornings. It really does help. I don't think I could function without one these days. Um, Chloe said she increased the protein. She ate over 100 grams every day. That was her goal last week and she achieved it. I'm loving that you are setting goals, girls. And then you are, they are literally your win for the next week. Like that is what this check-in process is about. You look back at the week, you reflect, you realize what didn't go as well. And then you set that as your goal for next week. And then the following win should be that you smashed that goal. Okay. Unless something dramatic happens. 
And Anda said she got three workouts in. She also weighed herself on the gym scales and that does like a body fat. I'll say that this is a body fat measurement. However, it is a, um, it's a, it's a measurement. It's an estimation, but if you improve, you know that your body fat's improved. Okay. It's not just a random plucked out of thin air number. Her result was the lowest body fat percentage of the year. She was buzzing. Well done. Congratulations. I am absolutely made up. And Ananda is only three weeks into Ignite um, and absolutely smashing it. All of the Ignite girls are absolutely flying. Um, Hayley said she got three workouts this week and she said three workouts this week. <laughs> and to me, that means that she is excited and proud of the fact that she got three workouts in. She said she's made up, she got it done. She said she had workout, workouts, workouts, <laughs> Okay then, she had workmen in her house on Monday and Monday to Thursday every night. So she planned the workouts for Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, and she made sure that they were done and made no excuses. She said on Friday she was so close to not doing it, and she was thinking I'll just do two this week. Um, but no, she did it. She told herself off. She basically said, "No, Haley, stop doing it to yourself." She got up and she did it. Unreal. This internal dialogue is important okay i know that they used to say that you're crazy if you talk to yourself but i talk to myself all day we have to have this internal dialogue we have to question our decisions and question our thoughts if you're about to go oh, i'm not going to go to the gym be like hmm is that really the best idea how's that going to make me feel when i wake up tomorrow am i actually going to feel any better for that is this in line with my ultimate goal and then change them out. Have conversations. Don't just accept the first excuse. Don't just accept, oh no, I'm gonna, I'm not gonna do that. Be like, mm, hang on. Like question yourself, have internal dialogues, have these arguments in your brain, and just more and more you do it, hopefully you'll make the better decision. Eve had a bit of a tough week personally. Me and her had a little chat last week. I reached out because I knew that she'd been quiet. She said that she's um really gonna she's since then she's really concentrated on herself and her well-being. Sleep has been her main priority. Um she's been setting aside time for herself to get a good night's sleep and a morning routine in place. So she's feeling more refreshed. She said she's me ready to make this week a good one. Brilliant. Um, Rachel said she Rachel said she's lost two pounds on the scales and she's focused on giving her body nutritious food. Um, she said that she wants to build up her strength again because she's felt weak after having a bit of a bug. And then finally, Steph, she said her life is chaos. <laughs> she said her work is busy. She's been having house renovations done. She's had half term. Okay, so a chaotic life, a busy life. But is Steph making excuses for herself? No, Steph is not. She said that she's prioritized keeping on track and she's really able to feel the benefits. So Steph is another Ignite client and she's literally just finished week three. Um, she said that she's, or is it week four? Week four, sorry, of, of Ignite. She says that she's loving being able to tick off her steps, calories and proteins and targets each day. And that is keeping her on track and focus, which is amazing. The whole point of that habit tracker is to help keep you on track and focus. It gives you a little to-do list to do every day. You're like, right, needs to do this. And you know, obviously if it doesn't get ticked off, it's not a big deal. You don't need to be perfect. You don't need to beat yourself up. But it's, um, it, it's a reminder. It's a, it's a, it's a gentle reminder of what needs to be done in order for you to make progress towards your goal. Okay, so struggles. This um, this is a little bit work-related. 
and also has had a knock-on effect to uh, her nutrition and stuff. She said she's put herself under a lot of pressure with work. Um, she's been putting out a lot of social media content. This person is a business owner. Um, she's also been working on a new program that she's launching. Um, she said she's been working like a dog. She also had a bit of an accident in the gym and sliced her fingers on some dumbbells. Something is wrong with those dumbbells. We should not be slicing fingers on dumbbells. Make sure you raise that with whoever's gym it is. Um, that's not good. And then she said that she, her food was pretty shit because she was tired. And she said that sleep wasn't great. She wasn't sticking to her meals and she was using food as comfort. She's only trained twice and I don't know if I'll train today. Okay, so what I would say is, first of all, when you have a really, really busy week in work, you have to remember that not everything is going to get done and that's okay. Generally, this person shows up for herself consistently and she has done for a long time and you have had incredible results on this program incredible yeah and you've done that while enjoying the process and living your life and having fun um so what i want to say to you is first of all don't be so hard on yourself we all have weeks where work has to be the priority if you're about to launch something then work is going to take over a little bit we only have so much brain capacity and it can be hard to get all of the things done. I'm going to take a win from this and say that you got two workouts in. There's been weeks like this for me where I've got none in. Yeah, so you've done, you've done well. Um, You said sleep wasn't great. Now, this might be, this is something to work on. If you are going through a particularly busy time in work, you still need to have boundaries. I say this all the time, but we are not doing anything productive after 6 or 7 p.m. There's no fucking chance that you are being productive at 9 o'clock, 10 o'clock at night. No chance. Not a chance, okay? Especially if you've been working all day like a dog, like you've said. So we need to still have boundaries. If you have boundaries and get a good sleep in, you'll get more shit done the following day. You need to show up as your best self in order to get productive work done. And um, in order to do good work, you need to be well rested. So I think that was a mistake. And looking back on it, if you were going to redo last week, I would have said make sleep a focus. When I'm going through particularly stressful, busy weeks in work, my bedtime is still my fucking bedtime. No one is interfering with my bedtime. And I think that that has come from experience of knowing that that has never helped, like, it has never helped me to stay up late and do something. It has always had a knock-on effect on the rest of the week. It has meant that my best work wasn't done. It has meant that I've forgot stuff. I've been more stressed than I needed to be. If I prioritize sleep during particularly busy times, I handle that stress way better. So looking at that week, that is the mistake that you made. And I know work is important. Work is important to all of us. We all need to make a living. When you own a business, there's another element of pressure on that. But what I would say, though, is you cannot sacrifice sleep for work. It will not. <laughs> it will not pay off. I don't care what anyone says with this hustle culture. Stay up all night, grind, grind, grind. No, get your sleep and do good work the following day. It makes a huge difference. It makes a huge difference to how you show up. Okay, you'll forget stuff and like you'll do stuff bad if you're not well rested. I think that poor sleep has a knock-on effect on food, yeah? So if you have poor sleep, you're not going to want like square meals. You're going to want a snack and pick and stuff like that. That's how I do it anyway. Um, so um, what we have to remember is as well, if you know you've got busy times coming up, like launching a new product, like launching a new program, you need to be super prepared. You need to have stuff in ready meals. 
um healthy takeouts if it if it comes to that um stuff for sandwiches stuff to stuff for wraps tins of tuna in the cupboard cooked chicken in the fridge um be more organized is what i would say and we need to i think we often forget about this when we've got busy periods coming up with work like right work 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 we need to do this we need to do that we need to do this but in order to make that working day and that working week easier we need to have easy stuff in to eat because we if we're not fed and we haven't slept we're going to um do shit work there's no way around that so let yourself off with the training sometimes that's going to happen you're generally consistent you've had unreal results it's okay to prioritize work sometimes however the sleep and the food must never come after work they need to come first in order for you to do your best work okay and i'm saying this we're all going to have times where we struggle um, but this is just based off my experience. Okay, I've done many, many launches and stressful times and food and sleep are just not things that you can cheat or sacrifice. Next is, um, let's see, motivation was at a low. Eating wasn't too bad, but still worse than what I normally do. Um, I've also come back off holiday and I've been stuck in a bit of a rut. Um, okay, so... What I would say is we can't rely on motivation. Okay, I know that you've heard me say this before and that we have to show up anyway and that you normally action comes before motivation. And I know that this is backwards. We usually think that something is going to come and motivate us and push us along and make us go to the gym or make us choose the healthy option. God, I didn't breathe for a sec then. Um, whereas in fact, the action comes first. So you might find that you go to the gym and then if you force it, you drag your ass to the gym. When you come out the gym, you're like, oh, I feel like I want to go home and eat a healthy tea now. Or you drag yourself out for your walk and then you're like, I'm going to go to the gym later now. And you're like dragging yourself out and taking action makes you bring motivation comes after. So we often think motivation comes first and then action follows. That's backwards. We take action when we are not motivated. When we are not mo motivated and we're feeling a bit of a rut, we need to start acting in a way that is going to help us get to our, like we need to start showing up as who we want to be. Okay. So have you ever heard like, obviously you will have fake it until you make it. That's partly like, I don't agree with it fully, but I partly do because if you, if you sit and wait around until you're ready, you'll be fucking waiting forever. Okay. Whereas if you start taking action, even when you're not ready, that action will build on momentum and then like you'll you'll kind of like I always say habits grow legs and you'll continue with those good like those good things because you know that when you're feeling down in the dumps or when you're feeling in a rut when you go for a walk that always makes you feel better when you're feeling in a rut and you drag yourself to the gym that feeling I'm sorry that feeling of going to the gym when you really didn't want to is brilliant. You come out and you feel so proud of yourself. You feel like you've literally just climbed Everest. You're like, I really didn't want to do that. And I did it anyway. And I feel fucking great. It's like the endorphins are times the hundred. Like when you're excited to go in and do a workout, you're like, you're excited, you go in, you do it and you come out, you're like, woo, did it. But when you didn't want to do it, but you did it anyway, like you feel it, the endorphins, I'm sure, are a million times more. That's how it feels anyway. That feel-good feeling is boss and it spills out into other areas. So when you're stuck in a rut and you're not feeling motivated, stop waiting around for motivation. That is not going to come and kick you up the butt. And just like I said, doesn't matter if you're not feeling motivated after your holiday. It doesn't matter if you've come back from your holiday. You still need to show up for your health. This is 
a long-term, lifelong thing. We need to find other reasons of doing things. We're not just doing this for a holiday. We're not just doing this for a wedding. We're not just doing it for this these size jeans. We're not just doing it for Christmas or this night out. We are doing this for life. This is stuff that you're going to have to do week in, week out, if you want to feel good for the rest of your life. So show up even when you don't feel like it. That's all I can say, okay? So my advice to this person would be literally just show up for yourself this week. Think about the things that are going to make you feel good. Think about the future you. What would she be proud of? She wouldn't be proud of you cancelling your workouts and making poor decisions with food. She'd be proud of you for pushing through and doing the work anyway when you don't feel like it. Okay, next struggle. I started tracking properly again. So this person's got married, been away, had a bit of a break, um, run a half marathon, like focus has been elsewhere. But now she wants to get back tracking and she wants to go in a bit of a fat loss phase again. So she said she's being tracking properly and wowee. Everyone's loving the like long drawn out words. I thought it was just me who did that. Uh, she said, I've gone over massively on some days, but I'm okay with it because it's my first week back fully focusing on it. And I know that what I need to change, switch up, so not letting it make me spiral. Um, and I'm not feeling like I've done shit. Obviously, I've been overeating the past few weeks as well as my appetite is bigger than it should be. Okay, this is really, really good. And I think this shows that you've been part of the Confidence Club for a while because you have like, instead of this could have been, oh my God, I tried to stay within my calories and I couldn't and I feel like absolute shit or I'm guilty. Or this could have led to someone just giving up halfway through the week and being like, I can't do it, it's too hard and not even checking in and just basically going under the radar, okay? Neither of those things would have been helpful. This person knows already what was going on in my head in that situation. It's that when you start tracking again and you haven't been dieting, you haven't been tracking, you've been eating whatever you want, you've been living, like enjoying and overindulging to, to a certain extent. When you go back tra tracking, you are going to struggle with hunger. You are going to need to eat over your calories a little bit. And this is what I always say in week one and week two of a new calorie target of a calorie deficit. Make sure that you don't expect to find it easy. Okay, there will be some hunger and you will have to honor that hunger. And it is okay if you go over. It's not the end of the world, but it gives you, if you keep on tracking and you keep we keep staying accountable and show yourself and us and me what you're eating, you've got something to work on and something to improve on. If you just go, oh, fuck it, it's too hard. I'm not going to do it. I'm just going to, you know, carry on under the radar. Then you've got nothing to reflect on. And you don't know what to improve on. Whereas this person can look back at their food diary and be like, right, I know what's going wrong. I'm not managing my hunger well because of this. Or, um, you know, I was struggling with my protein. And maybe that's a factor. Or I didn't have that much fruit and veg. Maybe that's a factor. Or I was snacking too much. And my meals were too small. Maybe that's a factor. She's actually got data to look at. Okay. So amazing. This is really, really good. And I think this shows big growth. And it shows that you are on the you're on my level in terms of like the way that we do things here it's like it's not about perfection it's not about staying within the calories every single day it's about like accountability and showing up and like looking back on it and thinking what could you improve on the first week of a new calorie target is hard you will feel hungry it's okay if you go over it's a work in progress okay so anyone who's listening to this who throws in the towel after a couple of days because they find it tough just know that you're actually holding yourself back carry on with the week let yourself honor your hunger a little bit and then look at it and see what you can work on. Maybe, you know, make those meals more filling, maybe eat more protein, eat more fiber and um, reach out for help from me. If, if, if you are really struggling, I can go in the app and I can look at what you're doing. 
So well done. Love that. Um, Next, we've got, I got one workout in when I planned to do two. I'm very annoyed at myself for not getting that done. Okay, so if you're annoyed at yourself, that is a sign that you maybe think that you could have done more. If you look at last week and there was literally not a possibility of you getting another workout in, I don't think that you'd be so annoyed. I think that you're annoyed is because you know that there were pockets of time that you didn't use and you just didn't use them. So I want to ask you some questions and maybe write the answers down to these or reflect on them as I ask them. It's like, why didn't you get that second workout done? What was the reason? Okay, what actually happened? Did you schedule those in or did you just expect them to just fit them in? Did you keep putting it off? Did you have time and just go, oh, I'll do it tomorrow. I'll do it tomorrow. I'll do it tomorrow. Why did you do that? Why didn't you act on those times and those gaps when they came up? And then also, what will you do next time? So rather just being like, oh, I didn't get them in and that really pissed me off. Well, okay, so you didn't get them in. What went wrong? What happened? And what will you do next time? So what will you do next time this happens? Um, schedule them in. When I have that pocket of time, do it right away at the start of the week rather than putting it off until tomorrow. Because a lot of the time, tomorrow just never comes. <laughs> okay. And I know that from my own experience, I'm working with hundreds of you girls, like tomorrow sometimes never comes and you can't just go and oh, I'll do it tomorrow. I'll do it tomorrow. No, just do it when you've got the time now. Why not? Why put off what you can do right now? Why leave that hanging over your head? Why get frustrated at the end of the week that you didn't fit it in? Just fucking do it now. Right? Have those conversations in your head, have those discussions. And what will you do next time? Yeah. Schedule them in and do it when you say you're going to do it. Um, sorry, that was annoying, wasn't it? Um, next one. This is an important one to mention. I've gone through a lot of changes. Um, I've gone through a lot of life changes in the last two months. And a part of me has just buried my head in the sand and found comfort in food. I hope you're okay. This is hard. Um, but the last few weeks, I've allowed myself to feel my feelings. And I know I have to look after myself as a priority. I feel like I've come through the other end now. I'm ready to finish the year on a positive note. Okay, so first of all, I hope you're okay, right? Uh, this doesn't sound like positive life changes. Um, it sounds like something that's difficult. It sounds like something that's a little bit heavy. Um, one thing that is good that has come from this though is that you feel like you're coming out the other end of it and you are ready to finish the year on a positive note. I was saying, I've been saying to people in the last, so obviously most of you know, I've had a very difficult time over the last few years building a business alongside going through the mental uh, torture that is trying to have a baby and it not happening has been very, very hard. And last year I completely lost myself and um, lost my confidence lost like my me habits just weren't which they just it just wasn't things just weren't going well and I buried my head a comfort cancelled on myself a lot didn't show up for myself a lot um and I keep saying to people like I feel like I'm back to myself I found myself again this year the only reason that happened it wasn't by accident it took genuine effort I got to the start of this year and I was like I can't have another year like that it's been two years I cannot have another year like that I have to like 
lead by example. I have to show up for myself in a way that I know is going to make me feel better. I have to do the yoga. I have to go for the headphoneless walks. Have to do the meditation. Have to do the journaling. Have to do the workouts. Have to fuel myself with good food. I can't like just stay in this rut. Have to be the one to pull myself out of it. Nobody else could get me out of that. I could do all of the talking in the world. I could do all of the, you know, people trying to help me in the world, you know, telling me all sorts of things that will make me feel better. Nothing was ever going to make me feel better unless I poured into myself. Say this, like you have to pour into yourself. And what I mean by that is like, come, come at it with like, look at yourself, like, like as a friend or as a daughter or someone like, what would you get them to do? What would you want them to do? You want them to take care of their well-being. Um, and you know, we do find comfort in food. We do find comfort in moping around and not leaving the house and saying no to social situations. And it's hard to pull yourself out, but you can pull yourself out of these things. Okay. Um, and I just think that it comes from showing up when you don't feel like it, doing things when you don't feel like it, making sure that if you don't feel good, that you don't just sit and wallow in it, that you do something about that whether that be to go for a walk, get a workout in, feed yourself good food. Um, you know, I used to just skip meals because I just didn't think that it was like worth eating because I just felt down in the dumps and like, that's not an option for me now. Like I need to fucking eat. I'm going to feel worse if I don't. Um, and when I say that, I mean, eat square meals, not just eat chocolate um, and chocolate covered pretzels. So I think that the reason that you've come through the other end is that you have pulled yourself out the other end. You've spent the last few weeks allowing yourself to feel your feelings, allowing yourself to, you know, recognize that you are going through a hard time and things are challenging, but that doesn't mean that you need to let your health go completely and that you are in control of pulling yourself out of these ruts. Everyone, go, life's not boring, okay? Life can be amazing in ways, but it can also be really hard in ways. And we have to remember that, um, we are very much in charge of like, you know, things happen that are out of our control and it's so frustrating and can be hateful, but we do have an element of control of how we handle those things. We can sit in the pit and we can wallow or we can try and drag ourselves out the pit by doing things bit by bit, something a little bit each day. You know, it might be that you go for a walk and that'd be the only thing that you do each week. And then you add to that, you know, when that's you know, maybe you do yoga and then you add to that, maybe you do workouts, add to that, maybe focus on your nutrition and just bring yourself out of that pit gradually. And you don't find yourself again in the space of a day. You got to wait for that delayed gratification. And I think that's why it's so hard a lot of the time because emotions, when they're up and down, um, you expect to like, when you start like, oh, I'll, I'm going to the gym. So you feel good that day, but then the next day you might wake up feeling shit. So then you go back into your pit when really we need to remember that it's delayed. I didn't, I like, I only found myself like, and feeling good again and feeling like myself again, like feel like I've got my spark back in the last six months or so. Um, and it took me a long time to get out of it, but it took a long time of showing up consistently and knowing that if we just keep doing this, if we keep, and it just slowly, slowly come out of it. And you don't even really realize it's just one day you're like, oh, I feel like me again. Oh, I'm having a laugh again. Oh, I'm not avoiding social situations again. And oh, I'm not, you know, crying at <laughs> the drop of a hat. So just give yourself time. Um, obviously let yourself be sad, but also know that you don't need to sit in the sadness all of the time. There are things that you can do to get yourself kind of out of it and moving again. And I would say self-care vibes all the way. Hot baths, walks, workouts, food, meditation, if you're into it, 
yoga if you're into it talking to people don't avoid social situations get out have a laugh laugh more have more fun um and before you know it you'll feel good again every kind of like sad kind of thing that i've had like you know break up in the past where I was all upset and heartbroken the only reason that I got over that was like pulled myself out of that by showing up for myself um so it, it does work like self-care is the way forward oh. <laughs> life's tough in it girls it can be tough it can be amazing like I said but it can be tough so I hope that you are okay sending you a lot of love and a lot of positive vibes and if you need me I'm here um Okay, this is a good one. Saying no to alcohol in social situations. I'm not going to lie. I struggle to be sober around people when they are drinking. Something that I used to struggle with. Um, so this week I drank alcohol on four days. This made me wake up in the morning feeling disgusting. Any tips for not drinking around people that are? I do think that this is hard and this is something that I definitely did. So if I ever went for tea with my dad, would always have a drink. If I went out with my mom, would always have a drink. If I went out with a mate and she was drinking wine, I'd have a drink. If Fran was having a pint, I'd have one. Um, and I have to be honest, like it, it, it is challenging, um, but it is possible. So if I was a yes man and I always, or a yes woman, shall we say, and I always said yes to a drink just because other people were and like, I can now say no, you can too. Um, remind yourself why you're there, okay? Are you there for the alcohol or are you there for the social interactions? So for me, if I, if my dad called me tomorrow, which he does, he just randomly calls me at the drop of a hat and goes, because he doesn't live here, lives away, um, and just turns up every now and again. If he was like, oh, let's go for tea, I'd be happy going for tea and him and me not having a drink. If mum was like, do you want to go for a walk and go to the pub? I'd be happy to go for a walk go to the pub and here have a beer and me have a lime and soda or whatever and um, same with my friends you know I went out with my friends that gravity max the other week they all had a drink I didn't um I went to the house that we went to a couple of weeks ago they all had a drink I didn't I'm going away with them again in a few weeks they they will be drinking I won't it comes with practice not gonna lie comes with practice so remind yourself that you're there for the social interactions remind yourself of why you're there Remind yourself as well of what's important to you. Is it your health? Is it your sleep? Is it your goal? Do you want to wake up and feel fresh in the morning so you can get your workout in? Remind yourself of like, is it actually necessary? Can you have a good time without it? I think you can. I think all of us can. And when you start doing it, you actually realize you get a bit of a buzz without drinking. When I was away with the girls in that house that we went to a few weeks ago, I was just like thriving off their energy. They, you know, they were having drinks, wine or whatever. I was just thriving off them. Like we were just, or you start to get a bit of a buzz just being around people. Um, When we were at the Gravity Max, like they were all having a drink. We were all having a laugh. I just felt the same, as far as I know, I just felt the same, just having a laugh. Um, So what I would say is it's just like anything. It gets easier the more you do it. So just start saying no. Um, Have one day a week where you do and make that your rule. And then, and and start saying no every other time and just remember you're there for the social interactions and that you will still have a good time without having a drink you don't need to be drinking to have fun now this is only this is this is only come to me because obviously you've got to stop drinking because trying to have a baby and doing IVF soon so it's kind of like been forced on me and I gotta say I did feel sorry for myself I'm like oh this is this isn't fair but really what a first world problem to have <laughs> okay like 
just remind yourself of how fortunate you are that you get to go on these social interactions and that you get to have, you know, the ability to say no to alcohol. Some people can't afford to go anywhere, can't afford to leave the house. Some people don't have any friends. Some people don't have all these social interactions. So it is a proper first world problem. It is a good problem to have. Um, and I promise you, you will still have fun. You, you, you really will. Um, I've got all sorts of nights out coming up, coming up in the next. The thing that I struggle with is being in clubs and being in bars. That's probably where I'm going to struggle most. Um, so I might go like alcohol free beer or something when I'm at those. I'm at those things. Um, because I've got quite a few like nights out coming up, like the gym's night out. That's going to be hard. I've got like a family night out where my family are big drinkers big so for a family night out that's going to be hard and i think the hardest bit is explaining to people that you're not going to have a drink because they look at you like you've got two heads like now i'm very open with my reason for not drinking so people understand it but i think if you're saying oh just because i don't want to sometimes that can be harder or if you can say it's just because if it's a diet that can be harder for me people accept oh you, you do an ivf i get it um but others they might not accept other reasons. So you need to be really firm. You need to be firm and just be like, this is why I'm doing it. It's for me health. I don't want to feel like shit tomorrow. I'm still going to have fun though. And just make sure that you do show up and have fun and that you go there with like an open mind of having a laugh and don't be like, you know, that person who's not having a drink, but is also boring bastards at the table. Don't be that person. Like get involved. Like don't feel sorry for yourself. Feel proud of yourself. Like still be on that buzz. Okay. I hope that that's helpful because I do understand that that can be a tricky situation. Okay, um, final struggle before we move on. No, I've got one more actually. Um, I just wanted to mention. So we've got two more. So it was challenging dealing with pizza day at work. I love how people have pizza day. <laughs> I still find it difficult to deal with unplanned temptations, but I will try and follow your advice this week of calorie borrowing. So if you are someone who does have like everything, every week something comes up, then do a bit of calorie borrowing, especially if you're not particularly hungry on certain days. When we calorie borrow, please only borrow like 200 calories max. And um, I don't want you to be borrowing like 500, 1000 calories. That's not the point of it. It's just borrowing a few, putting them in the bank to save for later. Um, and then with this though, is that just because you're having pizza day in work doesn't mean you need to go over overboard, okay? So if you've got a nice salad in the fridge or whatever um, and they bring pizzas in, can you just have one slice? Do you need to have two slices or three slices? Can you just have one slice and be okay with that and maybe adjust your nutrition later in the day? So it might be that you have one slice of pizza, but then you save that salad for the following day and then your tea, maybe you just reduce the carbs a little bit or take out some of the fats. Okay, so if I was going to have an unplanned meal today, then I would just reduce me even a meal later um, or I'd take out a snack later. So just if you're, having, if you're faced with pizza, you don't have to say no. You can have a slice of the pizza, but get it in your food diary and then adjust your meals for later in the day. So it might be that you were meant to be having a chicken pasta later or maybe instead just have a chicken salad. Yeah, or it might be that you were planning on having a chicken pasta for your tea and then you were also going to have some sort of snack. We'll take out that snack and then, you know, it's it's balanced a little bit better. Know that it's okay to go over a little bit. If that pizza takes you over by 150 calories overall, it's not that big of a deal. Yeah. Um. So know when to stop. One slice is better than three or four. One slice and stopping it's better than just being like, oh, fuck it, I've ruined the day, so I may as well have three or four. That mentality does not work. No, 
when to stop. If it means that on this day you didn't quite hit your protein, oh well, it's not the end of the world, <laughs> okay? Don't want you to do it every day, not necessarily doing it every single week, but it's all right to live a bit, live a bit, live a little. Final struggle is um, I did a workout on Friday and it was really frustrating. I struggled a lot. Uh, this person has endo, um, so she, her head wasn't in it. Even though she got up in the dark to do it first thing, she really struggled. She said, I got through it, but it really felt like I could have given it more. Okay, so please don't be hard on yourself. What we have to remember is working out, some days you're going to feel great, other days you're going to feel like shite. What matters most is that you showed up. When that alarm went off and you didn't feel that good, maybe you had pains or whatever, you could have gone, oh, I'm not going to do it. But you never, you got out of bed and you did some movement. It's about showing up, okay? Your workouts are not going to feel like the best workout in the world every single week. It's quite often girls will come into Lift and Glow and they'll be like, oh, and they'll struggle through a workout. And I'm like, you know what? Good one for getting here. Well done for getting here. I'm proud of you for getting here. Make sure you're proud of yourself because that is hard. Okay, when you show up and you didn't want to, that is hard. It's not easy. So what I want to say to this person is don't be hard on yourself. This is a win. You really struggled, but you got up and you did it anyway. You didn't want to do it, but you did it anyway. And instead of feeling frustrated about it not being the best workout ever, be proud of yourself that you did some movement and that you did something. Because you had an excuse there and you didn't use it. Okay. Um, okay. Um, I got a couple of questions. So this is a business question. So I'm only going to talk about, cause obviously this is a health and fitness podcast and a check-in. I'm only going to fly through it really quickly. If you're launching a new thing, do you put a lot of pressure on yourself to make sure it is success? Absolutely fucking yes, it is stress okay i uh i have been working flat out for the last five weeks okay next to that is you cannot like what have you been doing for five weeks she says that every weekend she has just been staying in to get things ready okay so this shows me you're not using your time productively that you might have spent time procrastinating that you might have spent time staring at your laptop not actually doing anything in my experience, building a program and planning for a launch does not take five weeks. I've done many launches. And this shows me that you're not using your time wisely. So question how you use your time. Like I said earlier, if you're staying up late, if you're sacrificing sleep, if you're working through the weekends, that is actually not going to pay off in the long run. Boundaries actually lead to better, more productive work. And you probably wouldn't have needed to spend so much time on it if you'd have allowed yourself those things. I've only got one more week and I keep telling myself that if I put in the work now, everything is set up and I will be so happy once you get there. You will be happy. You will be made up when it's done. But one thing that I want you to remember is that we do not need to be perfect with everything. You can spend hours and hours and hours building an education library, building loads of education videos, saying this because I've done it, um, putting loads of guides together and then not one person on your program will watch them. Sad times. I spend hours, ages and ages and ages ago, spent hours and hours and hours doing like these education videos, doing these guides and people didn't use them. People only use the things that I make off the cuff. So if someone asks me about something, I'll create something and then add it to the program. Okay. So my questions to you are, um, are you actually being productive? Are you using your time wisely? I don't think that you've been setting good boundaries. I think weekends and evenings are sacred time for you to, uh, my best like ideas and most like 
my best work is done after a weekend of having a good time with my friends and family um because it gives me space me gives me brain space to breathe i used to be sat on my laptop for hours and hours and hours until like 11 o'clock at night and Fran would be like go to bed you are exhausted and i wasn't doing real work i wasn't doing good work i was clicking through screens looking at different things thinking making lists not actually taking action on that stuff for most of the time and then doing most of the work last minute before like the deadline so I'm asking you, are you being productive? Is there better boundaries that you could have picked? Did you actually do your best work um, on those weekends, on those evenings? Um, are you making tasks bigger than they need to be? That's a big one. Are you making tasks bigger than they need to be? Are you making stuff look super, super pretty and well-designed when really no one's going to read them anyway? Uh, people read stuff better when it's just black text on white backgrounds. <laughs> um. Are you making tasks more difficult and more challenging than they need to be? Are you taking imperfect action or are you being in a perfectionist kind of space, right? Ask yourself those questions. If you want to talk to me in more detail about this, obviously I'm not a business mentor anymore, although I did do it for a little bit, um, but I wanted to focus on my business. That's why I stopped doing it, not because I didn't love it, but I do actually help a lot of people just off the cuff with their businesses and just because they ask questions. So if you in particular want to message me, I'm here. I'm here to help. I've been, I've been where you are and I'm happy to support you. So just drop me a message. No, like no pressure. I'm not going to ask you to become a mentee or nothing like that. Cause I don't want any, cause I'm focusing on my business, but I am there to, to help. And, um, if you've got anything to ask me, then give us a shout. Next question is, please, can you check my calories? I'm going back into a fat loss phase for the next eight weeks. I'm doing five strength sessions per week, sometimes a boxing class, at least 10K steps per day. So I've done this. I've actually increased your activity level to very active. Um, so your target is 1,700. However, I would work on the range of 15 to 17. So if you do have particular days or weeks where you're not so active, you might want to take that down to 1,500. But anywhere between 15 and 17, I think is going to be decent for you. If you do this for a couple of weeks and you do not see any weight loss, take your calories down or message me and I'll take them down for you. Um, but I would say 17 is is what I've worked out, but I would say between 15 and 17. So go like, instead of going 17 to 19, I think you're kind of tipping into maintenance more that way. Go, go below 15 to 17, not below 15, between 15 to 1700. Next question is, if I only have seven kilogram weights can I, and can do most exercises apart from lateral raises, is it better to do a half range of movement? No. Or should I get some lighter weights? Okay, so get lighter weights or you can use bottles or tins and just do more reps until it burns, yeah? If you don't want to invest in more weights. If you are going to invest in more weights, I would say get adjustable dumbbells. They're really, really good if you're going to be continuing with home workouts. Adjustable dumbbells are like even you can get barbell sets, but adjustable dumbbells are like really, really good for home workouts because you might not, you might you might use your dumbbells for the exercises, and then you might use for, for most exercises, and then you might use extra plates for the lighter ones. Like if you add extra fives or fours. To go on the adjustables, then you might use them for your lateral raises. So they're really, they're really good. Um, you won't need to keep buying more equipment if you've got adjustables. Okay, this is a good one. Um, this is like helping someone solve their busy days. So on my busy days with my daughter, I'm not joking when I say I don't have time to eat. How can I tackle this? This is me two out of three days, no, two, three days a week. I leave the house at 8 a.m. 
I go straight from work to nursery to drop her off, then straight from drop off to work and then straight from work to pick her up again. I get home about 4 p.m. and then it's time to start cooking the tea. It's like a puzzle, okay? So here's my suggestions. Get up earlier is the first one. If you're leaving at 8 a.m., then I would say get up earlier. I believe, I do fully believe, and I know that this is hard for some of you, so don't take the knock if you do hear this. Like, I don't want to trigger anyone with this. But I fully believe that mums um, shouldn't be waking up to the first thing of their kid, like waking them up. Obviously, some days that's going to happen. But if you haven't got like a newborn baby, if you haven't got a baby who's completely out of routine, most kids do have some routine. Um, so a while ago, me Suzanne actually had like a similar problem with her workouts. Her son always woke up around between half five and six a.m. Okay, that was his time for generally waking up. So most kids do tend to have some sort of routine. So if your kid is always waking up around six a.m., then your alarm needs to go off at half five because I think it's really important as mums that you do have a bit of time to yourself to eat your first meal, to have a cup of tea, to take a little bit of a minute for yourself rather than being up. They're up and you've got to do everything for them. We need to have a little bit of time. By the way, it's getting dark, isn't it? Wow. We need to have a little bit of time for ourselves in the morning just to get our head together. One of my clients has got twins and a, and a daughter. And this is one of the things that I've asked her to work on is like, get up half an hour before the kids do. Don't don't wake up to chaos. Don't wake up to mom, 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 mom. Wake up and have a minute, even if it's 15 minutes to yourself, okay? So get up earlier is the first thing that I would say. Your breakfast doesn't need to be anything complicated, okay? So lots of the girls who come to the gym, they're mums, and they'll come in eating, eating a protein bar or eating a piece of fruit that they vet in the car on the way there. Or they'll come in, they'll, after the gym, they'll fill up their porridge with hot water from the kettle and then leave and eat that on the way to work. Um, I think you get the train to work. So I would say um, take on-the-go things like a yogurt pouch or put hot water in the ke- in your in, in oats, and eat the oats on the train. Chicken sausages. I've put chicken sausages because the coach that I'm working with wants me to eat at five o'clock in the morning, which is hard to do. Yeah, it is hard. Got to force that in. Yeah. Um, and the thing that she said to me is prep loads of chicken sausages. So put loads of chicken sausages in the oven and just have them in a fridge in the fridge. And when I wake up in the morning, just eat two of them. And that's what I do every morning. Um, and that's like really, really good. Um, I'm getting a hit of protein. This is for the this is the fertility coach I'm working with. So we need to be eating, okay? We need to be eating for health and and, and everything. Um, so get up earlier is my first bit of advice. Make sure that you're awake before your kids. Your kids shouldn't be your alarm. You should wake up a little bit sooner. I fully believe that, okay? And like the mums who I'm working with who do this do feel a big difference. So I do think that like it basically gives you back, even though you're getting up earlier, and that feels like a challenge. It does give you time and it gives you calm and it gives you just a bit of space for yourself. Um, use that time to eat something, a banana, an apple, some chicken sausages, a yogurt pouch, a protein shake, a yogurt, a protein yogurt, a protein pudding, oats, anything, okay? Um, lunch. Now, obviously, you're in work in the day. Are you, are you, are you having a healthy, nutritious lunch? If not, take stuff in. This 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 is this can easily be fixed by preparing a little bit, getting ready meals, um, getting getting meal deals from the shop, and like just just be prepared. So 
on your food shop, make sure that you've got those easy to grab things. Listen, I don't enjoy a protein yogurt. There, I said it. I don't, but I will eat them if I if it means that I'm going to go unfed. When I wake up in the morning, I don't really want to eat ice cold chicken sausages. I don't, but I'm not eating for fun at that point. I'm eating for fuel. I'm eating for my goal, which is health, fertility. Okay, so it's not all about, oh, that's not my favorite thing to eat. Oh, I don't really like that. Just eat, get something in you. We need fuel in us. We have to eat for fuel sometimes. Um, So be prepared and it's okay for you to not absolutely love the thing that you're eating. It's fuel, as long as you can tolerate it. That's not making you like gag. Right, flying through. Um, What one thing you're going to commit to? Faye is going to do four workouts, steps and protein. Um, Josie is going to continue focused on nutrition. Antonio is going to get back on track with their meals and that's going to get her motivated for her training. Um, da, 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 da. Katie's wrote a shopping list and she's planned the meals. So she's going to get it and she's got her workouts planned in. So she's going to make sure she sticks to all of that. We've got Chrissy who's going to track all of her food. We've got Sarah who's going to get her steps in while she's on holiday in the lakes. She's aware she's going to, over, going to go over her calories. Catherine is going to stick to her meal structure and she's going to get three workouts in. We've got Ashley who's going to get good nutrition and lots of fruit and veg. We've got Ananda who's going to get um, sticking to her meals instead of snacking with the kids. And Eve is going to track everything and aim for at least two workouts. There's loads of other things in there, loads of other actions, but I've just read out the first ones that I see. Let's make sure that they are in the wins for next week. Girls, it's been a pleasure hearing from you all. Thank you so much for all of your check-ins. Keep them coming. I want to hear from you all next week. Make sure you get active in that group chat as well. When I ask questions, I want your interaction. Okay, stop being mutes. Get busy in that chat. It really does help. Have a gorgeous week. See you all soon. Bye.